Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. And my name is Noah. And my name is Trekkie. <laughs> and today we are going to be reviewing uh, John Wick 3 and Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Four people in the intro. That's a first. <laughs> Ozzy, what are you thinking about that? You know, it was it was really great. <laughs> I liked it. And I will coin the term you just used, a four-man weave. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, no, no, I feel like that already has other implications. Yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Noah already knows me so well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I think we're just, ever since Noah, Noah, you've really changed the game here because ever since uh, you uh, voiced your opinion about being in the intro, it's just now, we're just including, we're, we're being inclusive yeah, okay. here. We don't you want... to remind me. <laughs> we, we, we don't like to exclude anybody. So Noah, congratulations, you changed the game. Uh, you've made a lasting impact on the podcast. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so John Wick and uh, Detective Pikachu, what a strange <laughs> collection, or what a strange duo of movies to be reviewing. Um, obviously, Detective P- Pikachu came out last week, but um, Ozzy and I have been very busy, so it just, we didn't get around to it. And we still didn't get around to seeing it, uh, unfortunately, so it'll be Chucky and Noah on that one. But we are going to start with John Wick. Um... Ozzy, what's the actual title for this? Because I called it John Wick 3 in the intro, and I know it's that's not technically the title. Yeah, it's called John Wick 3 Parabellum. Yeah, yeah, Parabellum. That's a... Does that have... Did I miss something? Does that have something to do with the movie? It does. Okay, yeah. I must not have been paying attention. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. That small detail, I kind of, like, erased because, I mean, the whole movie was really good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I loved it. I mean, it kind of made up for my Sunday because, um, and we're going to have this conversation oh, no. later, Game so, of Thrones no, season finale let, was All right, let's not so get into terrible. it. Let's not get into but, it. <laughs> but, 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 this, this was gonna happen. made up for it, so I was pleasantly thrilled, and it was really great. Really all right. Really great. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of mixed on this movie, to be honest. I didn't, like, love it like you seem to have, and that's, that's fine. I'm... It's it's one big action scene, and that's cool, and it was relatively interesting action. I mean, it's really cool action. It's beautifully shot and beautifully choreographed and all of that, and uh, Keanu Reeves is, you know, this, this is kind of the role he was meant to play, in my opinion. Um, but there's not much story to speak of, and that's, you know, for some of these movies, that's fine, but I, I also think that's a fair criticism i mean you and i have both raised that criticism at another very popular movie uh from the past couple years and you have miles had your famous battles about mad max fury road um and to me this kind of falls in the same category so let me get wait so let me get this straight you like mad max fury road more than this movie uh probably there are there to me they're they're like the same thing. It's like they're just nonstop action, and I think there's there's a more of a story to speak of in in Mad Max. Here, I'd probably lean that. You direction, think there's more of a story in yes. Mad Max in this movie? Yes. Wow. One hundred percent. You are blowing are you? my effing mind right now. <laughs> can, like, I, can I pop what in the real hell? quick here? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. No. I mean, I I haven't seen John Wick three, but like Mad Max is. Kind of perfect in okay. almost every sense. See, Ozzy so and I, we have the unpopular opinion, but we're also on the same wavelength here where we were both kind of like blown away that Mad Max got as much praise as it did. Obviously, you disagree, Noah. Um, <laughs> and that's completely fine. We're in the minority and we're well aware of that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. But to me, this was, again, a giant action scene. And that's cool, but it's like, you know, it also 
is not like a complete movie and that's that's also fine you know we can have movies that are just giant action scenes and be entertained by them um but ozzy you seem to be much more positive on this movie than i am so uh what why don't you take it away what are your positives i loved the characters in this movie i did think that there was a story i just don't think that you were i think that the action kind of overlooked the story a lot of the times because the reason why and to me this is the most action-packed one that we've that we've had out of the three i think this is the most action-packed one yes because of the fact that he is wanted he has 14 million dollars on and then soon you know then it raises to 15 million on his head so it's really crazy that you know and he's on top of that he's a celebrity in this in this you know in this in this world which you know we'll talk about that in a minute but i mean everybody knows who he is because he's a legend in this in this uh in this world and everything like that so i think you really just get the intensity of it in this movie because you see numerous people going after him trying to kill him throughout the duration of this movie so as he's going along trying to figure this out so that he doesn't you know, so that he doesn't die, you see numerous amounts of people, you know, and this, this is, I would say is in, in, in the larger scale. Wouldn't you agree, Carlos? Then, because of the travel, because of the traveling that they do. Sure. This movie? In this, in, um, in comparison to the other movies in the series you're talking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, and you're saying, you know, multi, you know, in, 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 in the scheme of things, you're seeing multiple people trying to kill him. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I would say that this does have a story, but because of the scenario that we're in, I would I would understand where you're coming from, where you're telling me that you didn't feel as much as it being a story. But I mean, he's mainly wanted, and this this to me was a was really intense because of the fact that he was he was you know trying to get killed basically pretty much like 99 percent of the movie he was trying to get killed by other people. So. Um, that was that, and I think the action was really well done in this movie. It was definitely one of the best action-packed movies I have ever seen. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves does a great job in this movie, but I think, to me, kind of the person who kind of blew me away was Holly Berry. I loved Holly Berry's character, and I wanted more of her character. She was amazing, and I think this is the best performance that she's had in a very long time. I absolutely loved Holly Berry. And she killed it in this movie. What do you think? Um, I think she was really good. I, I I liked her character. I guess. I mean, her. She has this this dynamic where uh, I don't know what it is with this franchise and dogs, but she has these two essentially dog sidekicks, and they're awesome. Like that's the best. Like there's some <laughs> of the best action sequences in the movie. It's just the dogs like doing these incredible things, and it's just it's incredible. Um, Again, in my, most of my positives are going to be tied into the action because, to me, that's all this movie really is. Um, and there, I can point out specific action sequences that I really like. In particular, uh, the one at the in the beginning uh, where they're in essentially like a knife and gun, like an antique knife and gun store, essentially. And they're basically just like every other, like he'll beat up one guy and then he'll like be out of weapons or whatever and he'll break the glass on another case and take out and pull out more weapons and start throwing knives and stuff. It's it's the most insane action sequence I've ever, I might maybe I've ever seen in a movie and it's the first action sequence in the movie. Like, it really gets you <laughs> off on the, uh, this note of, like, okay, we're in for a ride here. Um, but, yeah, so, I, like, I can just kind of describe every action sequence, and I don't, like, think that accomplished anything. But, really, it's just... I think they've outdone themselves in terms, in terms of the action, where, uh, if I remember from our review correctly from the second one, because I don't think... I think the first John Wick was before the podcast time, if I'm not mistaken. So we've only reviewed the second one. And I, if I remember correctly, I was relatively disappointed by the action in the second. I thought the action was a lot better in the first one than the second one. I don't feel the same about this one. I think the third one probably outclasses even the first one. Um, it's, it's incredible in terms of the action. Um, and then Keanu Reeves, uh, I think we had, <laughs> uh, you, I think 
you and uh, you pushed back against me and Brianna because I think Brianna was on for that review as well, uh, where we were both like, "This is the perfect role for Keanu Reeves because he doesn't really have to like do anything." Um, and you were like, "Hey, Keanu Reeves isn't bad," um, and I still I still think that Keanu Reeves kills it in this role because it doesn't require too much of him. Um, that being said, I, I do think he is just he he's really good in this movie. So. Um, but yeah, do you have any other positives you really want to get to before we move on? Uh, I want to say that I loved what they did with some of the character decisions. Cause, and I'm mm-hmm. and, and Carlos, just so you know, I'm gonna I, you know I'm gonna bash Game of Thrones a little bit before I leave. Um, uh, no, no, we're not getting this, into this, this on this episode. This, <laughs> we can't. I, 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 no, I just said I'm going to bash it. You can defend it if you want. I'm no, 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 that's not fair. That's the point. That's the point. I'm <laughs> not getting into it. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, come on. You know you're going to start a fight and you don't want... Come on. We can't do this now. We're going to have oh a whole God. episode talking about it. Let's not blow oh, our wad now. All right. All right. We're not going to talk about it now. But I'm going to... All right. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this, I like I like what they did with some of the character decisions in this movie. All right. And it made oh, no. sense <laughs> on why they did the things that they did. All right. Fair enough. But yeah. Okay. Let's move on to negatives and then we can move on and dismiss <laughs> you before you say something crazy. Jeez. <laughs> um, All right. Um, in terms of negatives, I... Like I said, there's uh, to me the way I would describe the story of this movie is uh, which which Jason Bourne movie is it where like they basically alert every assassin to go after him? Is that the first Jason Bourne movie? Uh, no idea. I can't remember. But that's it's it's really cool because like you have like a couple of really really skilled like assassins going after the just Jason Bourne character and he's like kind of fending them all off. But there's a lot more. It's a lot more complex. The Jason Bourne movies are very complex in their story. But this movie is essentially just they took that idea and it's like there's our entire story. <laughs> it's just they're going to send they're going to put a bounty on John Wick's head and he's going to fight off everybody. That's the story. Boom. Um, there's like I'm being a little facetious, but there's there's a little bit more to it. But it's it's not not really much. That's essentially the story of this movie, and that's fine like it's a good setup but really like all of the setup for that story like the reason that they're sending all of this on or sending um all of these assassins after and the reason they put the bounty on his head is all from the previous movie and i'm (laughs) i was like when i went sat down to watch this movie i think i've only seen the second john wick once and i was like wait why why is any of this happening why should i care about this like, they don't do a very good job establishing anything, and I feel like it just, there was more needed in terms of just this movie as a standalone product. And then even, there's plot lines in this movie, if you want to even call them that, that are literally just there to set up for future movies. <laughs> like, I, there is, Lawrence Fishburne does not need to be in this movie at all. He really doesn't. His character has, I think, one major scene, I think, and it's it's pointless to the entire rest of the story other than the very end where they're like, oh, let's set up for future movies. It just, there wasn't enough there. Like, I... <laughs> Uh, Ozzy, you and I both like using uh, our family members and our friends as like our, uh, you know, gauge for like regular movie going audiences. And my mom also saw this and she was just like, that movie like had too much action. Like there was just like, and my mom likes action movies, so it's not really that. She was just like, what, what was even happening? And to me, that is an indicator of you did not do a good enough job explaining why this action was happening in your movie. So I'm going to use your argument that you used for oh, no. the river, because we were talking about, um, I swear to God, if he says Game of Thrones, I, that's, I'm nervous. The, <laughs> what movie was it? We were talking, okay, it, it's wasn't, a movie. it wasn't, it wasn't glass. It was, um, split. Okay. Yeah. It split. was split. Mm-hmm. And your argument to me was, cause, cause I was on the fence because I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Right. So. I was on the fence that the ending didn't work as a singular, as like as a as a conclusive mm-hmm. ending, because I didn't know 
that I had to watch Unbreakable to have seen Split. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and I think that's what happens with this movie. Mm-hmm. Because if you haven't watched the second one or if you have forgotten the second one or mm-hmm. what John Wick really stands for and what he's trying to do, you're not going to really understand what's going on in this one, which mm-hmm. is why I feel that you and your mom don't understand it. So, I mean, I, I understand not that I didn't understand it. it. It's just no, like, no, no, I didn't not care. You didn't understand <laughs> it, but like to me, from what I'm get, from what I'm reading from you, mm-hmm. I mean, cause all this character wants to do is mourn his wife. That's all he wants to do is mourn mm-hmm. his wife. Now we've been getting that from the first movie that that's what the symbolism of the puppy was when it was like, obviously when it was murdered and that's, that's what it was. So I care about that. Seeing somebody who wants to mourn his wife and that he hasn't really had the chance to, it sucks. All he wants to do is go home. And even, he even said a line in this movie where he just wants to remember her and live and live, you know, so that he can remember her. So that is something where I was just like, okay, this is this is why I care. This is why we care. Now we didn't get a lot of it in this movie, so I I'll agree with you to the extent that it doesn't work. And uh, and you said something about Infinity War last year, where you think it's a really great superhero movie, but by itself, if you're going to look at it as a singular movie, it doesn't work by mm-hmm. itself. And I think that's an example of this movie because if you're just jumping into this movie and you're trying to look for a heavy dialogue story and if you're trying to verify like what this character what this main character is all about and what's going on you're not really going to get that here you would have to have watched the first and second one to really or mainly just the first one to really see what's going on here and why he well also the second one actually to see where why he is in the place that he's in now mm-hmm. so i feel that that's why you feel that way because I mean, you really don't. You were actually, from what I remember, you were kind of a, you were kind of negative on the second one. Yeah, you're more negative, more so negative on the second one. Um, and which I, I you know, I, I forgot why because that was a while ago. But you were more negative on the second one. So I don't know if you forgot the events that happened, but I think you. I've literally only seen it what once. Happened. Um, exactly. So so I think that's what happened. I um, I think I, don't, I, I think don't, that's completely even, fair. Um, yeah, and I don't even know, and I don't even know if your mom, for instance, watched or even remembered. I believe she has, the but one. no, but okay. I think that's completely fair. That yes, like there is an element of you know, as a standalone movie, maybe not necessarily, but you know, in context of the entire series, maybe. But it's still my my only counterpoint here is that it you still have to have like the mechanisms of a movie. Like it needs to be a complete like story. Whereas this movie kind of, to me feels like it's all action payoff for what happens at the end of the second one. Because now that I think after the movie, as I was thinking like what does happen in the second one, I remember specifically how it ends and that we basically pick up right where the second one ends. If I'm not mistaken, this is basically, this is basically an entire action payoff for how that second movie ends and that to me is like uh, sure like i i get that that's what you wanted to do but you need to like it needs to be a movie in and of itself you're where you have a beginning middle end and this movie doesn't really have a beginning middle end it's just action scene and then the end of the movie quote unquote is just literally set up for the next movie um th- to because, me I mean, to I me this I kind don't... of feels like um this is a little bit of an extreme example, and it's not anywhere near as bad as this movie, but it feels like uh, the last um, Hobbit movie, where it's like, you're, it's all action payoff, and it's not a movie in and of itself. It's literally just an action scene, and it doesn't work in that sense. You need it to be a complete movie in and of itself. Um, but again, I, 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 I think that's, I, I do think what you're saying is fair. But I don't. I, there's I don't, nec- also an I, I don't necessarily agree with you there. But I mean, just because I mean, I mean I'm not going to go into spoilers because of the fact that you I mean it's not a spoiler review. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I semi. I mean, I disagree with you to an extent because there are certain points where I was just like, okay, well, this is the beginning, this is the middle, and then this is the well, this is the, this is the end here. This is where he's at right now. So that's that's what I was seeing and that's what I was and and I was I mean I don't I don't know what the heck happened but I could tell pretty much like what was the what was the beginning middle and end for it but I mean 
I do understand that you know you're also very you, this this is kind of very um, fast paced in the in, and I don't even know we we had a movie that that we were talking about and if we're gonna go I think we're gonna talk about if we're gonna compare it to the Hobbit I would say that this is kind of like the Hobbit in 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 the sense where it's like the Desolation of Smog where that one was heavily action packed and you really got like any breather yeah. if I'm gonna compare it to the if I'm going to compare it. We've compared so, it to two Hobbit movies now. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but I remember us saying this is like really, you know, you, you don't really have that much time to breathe in, the, in that particular movie. Mm-hmm. If I remember it saying, because it was very, I mean, there was only, I won't, I'm only going to say there's probably only 20 minutes of it being kind of slow, but that was it. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I found this movie to have a beginning, middle, end. I do I do understand where you're coming from, though. You know, there was a lot of action. It was you know, it was yeah. kind of hard to tell. Um, but I mean, I, I would say like my only gripe with this movie would be one of the characters. He was trying to kill John Wick, and then he just turned into like a crazy fan. Yeah, it was, so it was weird, weird, right? Like that was a it total. Was weird. Yeah. It, it was, was strange. weird. It was funny, but it was weird. It was, it was just like, yeah, all right, like you were super intimidating, but yeah. now you're just kind of creepy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm really. That's that's a great like specific thing because I'm really not sure what the reaction they were trying to get from the audience was in that moment because like I don't know about your theater, but in my theater there was like this kind of like there was a laughter, but it was like more like a nervous like awkward laughter. It wasn't like oh that's really funny or like you know I, I don't know. It was strange. Like it was just a weird beat for them to want to hit. I, I don't know. It reminds me of like a like a especially because how he was looking. It kind of reminds me of like a crazy like. And I'm saying this. I mean, it just kind of reminds me of like a like a stalker, you know, it's yeah. creepy. You know what I mean? Like somebody who really likes you or stuff like yeah. that. It's just like kind of looking at you weird because that's what he ended up being towards the end. Yeah, but but <laughs> it's also crazy fanatic. I, yeah, but he but he could fight. I mean, but I mean, oh, it was a great action sequence. Just, yeah, um, super weird. Yeah, and <laughs> it it also doesn't help that. And this is like the last uh, thing I want to bring up about this movie that. <laughs> this movie's ridiculous, by the way. This movie is ridiculous. Like, there's so many things that you're just like, this doesn't make any sense how this is happening right now, how he has survived this, what is going on. It's just, this movie is insane, but you don't care because, like, it's it's an over-the-top action movie. Like, that's fine. But there's, Stomach. like... Y- yeah. But... But... <laughs> but... Th- th- but there are so many, like, there's so many moments that are just like, what is... This is so stupid. Like, it's so silly. But... That moment that we're talking about where that character says uh, that kind of like, oh, you, you know, we had a good fight, right? Like, it was just like such a weird moment. That happens right after this character essentially sits up after being stabbed in the heart. And then he says this line. It's like, what is happening? This doesn't, how is he alive sitting up <laughs> to say this line and then just falls over dead? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So it's on top of the fact that it's this ridiculous moment. And then he says this kind of silly thing that you're just like, this whole sequence right here is like, this is weird. And that's, to me, like a very specific example. But it's an overall thing that's also, you you have to note with this movie. It's there. It's definitely got its silliness to it. That would be like to me, and and I have to watch it again, but just so I can see. Well, there was actually like maybe a couple of things that were kind of silly. (laughs) It's pretty silly. But I would say that was... Like the most over the top silliness. Oh yeah, definitely. That I was just like, what? Like this man literally lifted himself up, <laughs> sat next to him with the sword through his heart. Like mind you, like the sword is sticking out. I believe it's like sticking out through his spine, right? Yeah, it's sticking know. out the other side. Like it's really bad. He's <laughs> yeah, dead. Like, the man is like, dead. Like, and then he's just like, it was a good fight, though, right? I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> It's like, like what is happening? And then and then he's just like yeah. I'll catch up with you, John. Just give me a second. I'm like, give me a second for for what? Like you're gonna die, dude. Like That's so weird. Why, it's, why yeah. is this even like why is this even yeah. included in the runtime? Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. No. It was just a weird scene. It was a weird scene. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but is y'all were talking about your thoughts on the first and second one. I just did some digging on Letterboxd. Okay. <laughs> um, Ozzy, for the first one, you gave it five stars and called it the, one of the best action movies 
to modern action movies to date. Yeah, I'll Carlos, still I'll still stand by that. Carlos, for the first one, you gave it four stars on Letterboxd. Okay. Couldn't find a review. Second one, Ozzy, you didn't have anything. Carlos, for the second <laughs> one, you gave it a seven point five. All right. This this is why I like like having Chucky. He's, he's pulling up the stats. I like it. Pulling up the stats. I think I I think the second one. If I go back and if I listen to the, I think I gave it like an eight point something. Second. Yeah, you were a lot higher than me and Brianna, if I remember correctly. Because I wasn't because I wasn't like and because I thought it was like a, not as good as the first one, but I still thought it was like a pretty good sequel. Um, I still enjoyed it. I think if I'm gonna be honest, I think if I'm comparing villains. I still think the first the the guy in the first one, um, he was the best villain. I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and say for the first one, I'll say the worst one um, would have been the second one, just mm-hmm. in the second movie. Because I think I think that was also our problem was the villain because yeah. we had such because I mean I think the stigma. I mean I still watch this scene today. I mean when 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 he's talking to his son. You know the guy who took the guy who stole his car, and, yeah. you know, and, and killed his puppy. He's, he's when he's describing John Wick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's telling that story about Baba Yaga. I mean, that, like the way he tells it. I mean, you're intrigued and you're tuned in. I mean, you know what I mean? Very articulate, very you know, very intimidating guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I mean, it was it was crazy and it was really good and he, i mean even even towards the last act he was he was the one still even giving john wick a run for his money i mean still physically we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about because he's the only and he's the only one really i would say who really kind of put up a fight you know physically against john wick so i mean and then you go on to the second movie to a guy who's pretty much doesn't know how to fight who kind of runs in and, t- and I'm not going to spoil the second one if none of nobody's seen it. But then he kind of runs into the to continental, running scared for his life. You know what I mean? It it just it's a completely different tone. You know what I mean? And it yeah. doesn't work well. And if they wanted him to be kind of like the Joker of this trilogy, it just didn't really work for me personally. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was just kind of. Eh. But I I do love this trilogy. I think this is one of the best in the last decade. And I know that may be a bold statement, but it's, I think I think it's in the top ten. I think I think it's like top ten. I mean, I gotta look, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't see this not being top ten. I'm gonna go ahead and rate the movie. Go for it because I feel like we've been talking for it for a while. We have. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and rate this movie eight point nine. All right, jeez, <laughs> you almost had me just like blow over it, and I was like, well, hold on, <laughs> like I had to process it for a second. I was like, Whoa, wait a minute, Jesus. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yikes! Um, I'm giving this movie a seven. I think it's a it's a really good action movie. Um, uh, yeah, I I, I I think what go for it. I think I think that this movie, in terms of action, is really great. And this oh, is, definitely. Like this is on par, I would say, with like Mission Impossible, except Tom Cruise is like incredible. Like he does everybody, you know, he does his own stunts. But I think this movie is on par to those levels in terms of just action. Yeah, if that makes sense. Oh, not stunt work, I but agree. I would say just action. And I think this movie, it's it's really good. And I think this, I think this, if I had it like this, and to me, Mission Impossible is like really, really great yeah. in terms of its action and its stunt work and its creativity and what they're trying to do to be more bigger and better. I think this is, I think this works as a as a third movie too. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm giving it an eight point nine. Well, I I think these. The John Wick movies as a whole are the only movies that even come close to rivaling the raid in terms of action movies. Like, like in terms of the choreography, the way it's shot, it's it's really incredible. And this movie uh, is no exception to that. I just I do have major problems with the with the lack of a story. Like it just felt I I was as bored as I could be watching this incredible action. Because I just didn't care about the story, and I felt like it was just like kind of there to propel this series forward. Like it didn't feel like a complete story in and of itself. And to me, that kind of made me a little bored at times, if I'm being honest. Um, as bored as I can be watching this incredible action. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. But um, I agree with you in terms of the action. It's mind-boggling. All right. Um, Ozzy, are you dipping out on us while we move on to Pikachu? I have got to dip out. All right. Um, 
So yeah, let me know how it is. I probably listen. I will not probably. I will listen to it because <laughs> I gotta. Know. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta listen to. It. I gotta know. <laughs> but all right, guys, it's been fun. It's been a pleasure. All Checking right. out, Carlos. We'll, take we'll, care. We'll we'll be back to talk uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Um, uh, we'll be preparing. It was a hundred percent. Shut up. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you on the next episode, Ozzy. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Well, now we've said goodbye to Ozzy, and it is time to move on to Detective Pikachu. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I really wanted to see this movie. I just never got around to it. And hopefully, uh, your guys' reviews will be positive enough that I'll make some time to actually go and see this movie. Um, but. Uh, no, you've been kind of quiet since uh, our John Wick uh, longer than probably should have been discussion. Uh, what did you think of Detective Pikachu? Well, um, I guess I'll start with, um, I mean, the general pitch for the movie is it's Ryan Reynolds playing uh, a Pikachu, and he's a detective. Um, for those who don't know, it's actually based off of I, a while ago. They, there is a Detective Pikachu game. Like, I don't think anybody played it. I don't think it was very good. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. But it, they, there is a foundation for this insane idea of, of a Detective Pikachu. Um, but the general, like, you know, pitch is that it's Ryan Reynolds playing the Pikachu. And, I mean, I've kind of been a little bit disillusioned. I think Ryan Reynolds is getting pretty overexposed in terms of, like, he's in Deadpool and he's now in this. And it's just he's always... He always seems to be doing the same See, kind of. That's character. an interesting take. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I'm sure he's not going anywhere anytime soon. But I gotta say, I did enjoy his um, his you know, performance in this more than I would enjoy his him as Deadpool or something like that. He's a lot more. I mean, he's he's kind of like they, he makes some comments, like his characters make comments about the. Um, about the scenario and how it can be kind of ridiculous, but I, I found them to be, you know, enjoyable. And there's a lot of heart in this movie that I think is missing um, in, I don't know, some just movies in general. I don't know. It's, awesome. a, good, it's a good kid's movie. Awesome. Uh, Chucky, what about you? Um, I really like Ryan Reynolds' performance in this. By far my favorite part of the film. And maybe I don't think he's overexposed because... I've never watched Deadpool 1 or 2, and so I haven't had that overexposure to him. I haven't even seen his Green Lantern film. I've <laughs> and right. so, like, I've really just, like, limited, like, my experience with Ryan Reynolds with the movie he's made, whether I don't have interest in him or they're not that good. So I really enjoy this character, and I'm looking forward to where this franchise is going to go because they've already announced that there's going to be a sequel to this. Mm. Awesome. Um, you guys want to get into positives? I don't know. What, how do you guys want to approach this? Um, we just list all the all the Pokemon we saw. <laughs> it's pretty. It's kind of the highlight. It was the highlight for me seeing all those Pokemon. Yeah, you're a Pokemon <laughs> yeah, guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I played. I mean, I remember. I think the first video game I well, I got a DS, and the first game I got was Diamond. So I, I, I introduced. I was introduced maybe halfway through the series, but. Yeah, I think I've played all of the games at uh, one point or another. Um, if you gave me enough time, I could probably name <laughs> more than half of the 765 Pokemon that there are. But, um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. It was, it was definitely like, you know, it, it's funny. Um, this is obviously, I mean, it's a live action movie. Mm -hmm. And each of the Pokemon that they have, they have to have a model for and um, you can almost tell the point at which where they stopped making, like, I, I think they reuse a Pokemon cameo once for every Pokemon. And I think that's, like, almost to justify, because it's expensive. It's, it's got to be expensive to make this, like, realistic 3D model, and you're making a, a ton of them. And I'm sure that that's, like, I don't know what portion of that budget is made up, but for every new Pokemon, it adds more to it. And you can see parts where, like, I don't know, it, it might have also been a creative choice to, like, introduce a Pokemon and then, like, people recognize what that is. And then later on in the movie, you see it again. But it does seem like they kind of hit the limit of, of the number that they had. Like, I was like, oh, there's a bunch of, what is that, another Braviary or another Loudred or another Machamp. 
so I don't know. This is kind of an interesting detail. It's not a fault at all, but it's it's kind of funny to see that. Yeah. I think they got the look. The look was oh yeah. Good. Like it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The um the 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 effects are like like just for Pikachu. He's so he's so furry. It's like you see the individual furs, and they're all designed like really well to be really cute. It makes me wonder what went wrong with Sonic. That's like, exactly what, what I was thinking. It, it's in the same year. The same yeah. year. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But yeah. So is this more of my my main question going into this is who is this targeted towards? Do you think is this like nostalgia bait or is this more they're trying to hit the general audience because? For me, like, and uh, the the people around me, it seems like the more, like, uh, trepid people going into this movie were the, like, fans of Pokemon. People were like, this, why are they doing this? Why can't they make a serious Pokemon movie? I literally had somebody say that to me. And I looked at them and said, have you ever you seen, have you ever seen a good live action anime movie? No. The answer is no. <laughs> have you ever seen a good live action video game movie? The answer is no. So, what? Why do you think they're not making it a serious Pokemon movie? <laughs> like, come on. Um, but who's who's the target audience here? You said it was kind of a kids movie, so you're, you're thinking that's the general, or is it a general audience thing then? Um, I I would definitely say kids will get the most out of it. I saw that a lot in the performances and the way they kind of um, frame the protagonists and the villains is very much in line with like a. A, a low it, it's i'm sorry like spy kids villains yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i guess yeah um it's kind <laughs> of like um it's uh they're coded they're coded villains like it's the suit guy it's the, it's if you know if there's a man in a gray suit in a kids movie he's the villain that's <laughs> just a rule you know um and like i got the in the second they introduced the 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 sleeper villain i was just like that's him you know it's 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 very easy and that's in the way that that's what i kind of mean by it's like it's not very complex and it's not really pushing any boundaries in terms of i guess story it's just kind of like fitting right into what a kid would recognize things like a, a story structure a kid would recognize and you know that's that's where it makes its, uh, I guess that's where it reaches its audience. But, um, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed myself. I thought it was, there was plenty of great moments just seeing, seeing all this uh, attention to detail put into like different characters. Like there's this one, there's a, it's like a, a tiny, it's not even a scene. It's a, it's a cameo in the far left corner of a Pokemon that's not even facing the screen. And you see more of them later, but it's a Greninja and Greninja is like a frog with, <laughs> his thing is he throws water shurikens or whatever I don't know um, and he has a tongue that's wrapped around its neck like a scarf and it kind of flows off um, and in that moment where he's like not even facing the camera and he's like with his with his like owner or trainer or whatever he kind of like tugs at the scarf around his neck it's like a tiny little animated motion it's just kind of like a like a like the tiniest little detail but i saw it and i was like that's pretty cool there's a lot of a lot of little effort a little little tiny bits of of detail and effort went into like you know how the pokemon move and how they sort of fit into this society it's neat awesome uh, and the plot the go. plot of the movie just is that you know a kid's dad is a detective for top and he goes missing and he goes to the city and this world actually you know this city is almost like a utopia i would say yeah is because battles are outlawed and it's pokemon who don't want to fight and people who don't want to fight pokemon go to this city and they live in harmony and they all work together um, yeah, that's so fascinating. Yeah. Right. And like the kid wanted to be a trainer, of course, when he grew up and there's science to that, but just like the whole city they set up where we're used to in this world. Oh, all they're good for is fighting this fight. You, you fight, you train, you fight, you train. And then just be like, well, 
there would be people like that if they existed who said, well, what if they don't want to fight? We don't want to fight. Let's try to live in harmony. So I really felt that was, I really enjoyed that aspect of the film that they set that up. That seems like a rather mature discussion to be having and in, involving Pokemon. I, I, I like that. Yeah. That's, that intrigues me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, I, I believe they, they have that discussion in one of the games. I'm not sure. I, I, I think it's the one that I haven't like played all the way through. Okay. But um, uh, yeah, it was a, it was definitely it was an interesting, an interesting film. I, I think there's, there's a lot of, lot of room for this like, uh, this brand to grow. I don't know what a sequel would be because, well, I can't. There's spoilers, but it's a pretty contained yeah. story then. Um, it is, well, uh, what do you mean by contained? Like, it's it self-contained, like, you know, you can, this story ha- kind of wraps yeah. itself up. Um, yeah, I guess at the end of the story, the status quo is not the same to allow for a similar story to take place okay. in another, in a sequel. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. So do you guys want to rate this movie? What do you, what do you got? Oh, just a few negative Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. We didn't do negatives. Go for it. (laughs) Well, one more positive. There's a scene, I'm not going to say it, but like where Ryan Reynolds starts seeing as Pikachu. And it's it's probably my favorite scene in the whole entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we we can say that. Ryan Reynolds sings the the Pokemon theme. Yeah. Oh, really? I want to be the very best. Yeah. 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 It's it's, it's pretty. That's pretty good. (laughs) Um, Um. yeah. Chucky, what negatives do you have? Alright. And I've talked to a few other people and they some some say I was crazy. Is I didn't like a single human character in this yeah. entire movie. That's something <laughs> I was nervous about, because anytime you have like these kind of movies, like that's a popular criticism of even the Transformers movies, not to compare them. Especially the Transformers <laughs> yeah. movies. Um, like the, you know. like even the Transformers movies. I, I, they're like, oh he's this and his circle comes, his art comes to an end, and he's a better person, and he's learned so much, and I'm just like, no, you were a jerk, like, 90% of the film, and you hurt people's feelings, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something uh, you agree with, Noah, then? Uh, I liked, um, I like the characters. I mean, you know, some of the, I guess the villain's motivations don't really, doesn't really make sense. He's kind of, it's kind of silly, honestly. But um, I, I liked, I, there was one guy, I, I don't know what kind of accent he was going for, but it was like, it was like the leader of an underground Pokemon fight club. And he was like, I, I'm going to try and do an impression. He's like, hey, you... You, you hurt my Charizard. You're going to have to. You, you're going to have. To, it was like a weird, like, kind of Latin American accent, but like really staccato. And I, I didn't, I didn't understand. Like, I was like, what? Who is this guy? What is he doing over here? What is he doing? Now, let's get a spin off of him. Like, I, because that was one of my favorite scenes with the scene with his Charizard. Yeah. Um. Another negative I had, which thinking about, I compared it to the Arrowverse, so I was okay, is there's that time where they need to move the plot forward, and so they explain it with holograms. Oh, um, that's a good point. <laughs> holograms and, are pretty late, honestly. Right. And like each time it's like they don't want you to see everything, and it shows you a little bit more. And then later he needs to learn more, and so he rewatches the hologram and gets more information. <laughs> but then again, it's just like the Arrowverse. Once a season, Oliver is uh, trapped somewhere and has a hallucination, and Tommy talks to him. So, I mean, still, I'm like, okay, I've enough with these holograms. Um, even I think uh, Chris Stuckman was like, I. I he didn't like the holograms either. Like, 
Yeah, I'd say about 90% of the exposition is delivered either through holograms or psychic flashbacks delivered by a, by a character who's uh, like that. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely a pretty lazy thing, I think. Um, I guess one more one more uh, negative, and it's kind of the most important negative, is um, uh, there was no Ampharos. Uh, if you don't know, Ampharos is the best Pokemon. Um, he is the the final evolved form of uh, Mareep. Uh, it goes Mary Flaffy Ampharos. He's a he's a sheep, I think. Uh, Mareep is a sheep, and so is Flaffy. But Ampharos is kind of like a sheep if it sat on its back legs and had its neck extended upwards. Um, so he's he's the best Pokemon. Uh, Ampharos is pretty dope, and they didn't have him in this movie, and I'm very upset. Tragic. So, very tragic. I might take another negative that. is small is like when he gets into the city, they did have like a squirrel, squirrel firefighting squad, yeah. but they didn't have the sunglasses or jackets on from the TV show. That's that would have been a that yeah. would have been a big callback. No squirrel squad. Um, that's important. That's really important. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I watched like vague, like I, I was aware of Pokemon like as a TV show, and I would like watch kind of it. Impossible not to be. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I watched it like, like, um, not regularly, but you know, I, I watched it here and there. But I was never like a huge Pokemon guy, and whenever people are like t- go in deep on Pokemon, and like you know, you're talking about uh, this like Pokemon that you really wish was in it. Like I'm just like you're speaking another language to me. I have no idea. Can you idea. do me a favor? Can you look up Ampharos? Okay. Uh, I A-M- wouldn't. Even... Okay. A M P. Okay. H A R O S. Just yeah. Heck of a guy. Heck of a guy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm seeing it. All right, interesting. You're seeing it. Yeah. You're seeing it. Okay, good, good. Now you understand. Yeah. Okay. It's, <laughs> no. it's a travesty okay. that he was left out. Right, fair enough. <laughs> or his, or his shiny variant. Oh, yeah, there, wait. Were there any shinies? There was no shinies in this. No. And, uh, that's disappointing. What else did they? Do? Yeah. Whenever, like that. That's one of those things where, like, people would ask me, like, "What's your favorite Pokemon?" And like, my default answer is just Jigglypuff because I thought it was hilarious. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's neat how they like introduce like he's he mentioned uh, Chucky mentioned the um the squirtles, which are water type Pokemon. I think most people would know what Squirtle is. It's yeah, yeah. Blue turtle. Uh, they're part of the firefighting crew, which is just adorable. Um, but there's this other Pokemon, Loudred, who's like a purple monster with like subwoofers for ears. <laughs> And uh, there's a club scene. It's actually, well, yeah, there's like a club scene. And he's like, and there's like a crowd of Loudreds around the DJ. And it was just like, it was, it was, that was really funny. I don't know. Um, That's cool. <laughs> yeah. The little, little details like that were, were very appreciated. All right. Uh, yeah. Do you guys want to yeah. rate this movie then? Yeah. All right. Let's go for it. Uh, Noah, let's start with you. What do you got? Uh, I give it a um, a seven point uh, seven point five out of ten. Taking a point off for no Ampharos. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. All right, Chucky, what do you got? Uh, I'm. Uh, I've been debating this. Um, let's. I'm gonna go with a six point eight. All right. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I still, I do want to check this out because I, I, I don't know. I, I am still a Ryan Reynolds guy. I, I, I do like Ryan Reynolds, uh, even though like I'm not like the biggest Deadpool fan in the world. I, I think, uh, the casting <laughs> choice just seems like brilliant. Just from the trailer, I was like, oh, this yeah. is perfect. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm really curious about this movie, and I do want to check it out. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, if if anything. Like the Pokemon are just adorable. Like they're either adorable or they're like weirdly grotesquely adorable. It's yeah. it's this weird mixture that they just kind of nail. Yeah. Um, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a Lickitung. Uh, Lickitung is a Pokemon that is mostly tongue, and uh, 
Well, it, yeah, there you go. It's I don't know. It kind of sounds like what it is. Screen, <laughs> yeah. You'll you'll figure it out, you know. And Mr. Mime, who's a just just a mime, classic, classic, classic. 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 Um, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I like I said, I, I'm I'm definitely still interested. I want to check it out. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our reviews. Um, like we said, like we kind of alluded to. Earlier in the episode, we will be talking Game of Thrones on the podcast, um, most likely this weekend. Um, be on the lookout for that. We will have a couple of people on to that on for that, and I'm sure it will not get heated at all. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll be fine. You know, there will be no yelling at all. Um, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kidding. It's going to be explosive. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, Chucky, you, you tweeted at us because basically Noah and I both tweeted our favorite parts from the last episode. Uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you ever, you said you were going to let us know what your favorite part was. I don't know if you ever did. You did have a great oh. tweet about, uh, what Chucky or no, uh, what Ozzy's, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> vision of the last episode of Game of Thrones or the season of Game of Thrones was. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but did, did you have a favorite part that you wanted to say that that was probably my favorite part of Ozzy trying to convince he wanted voiceovers. <laughs> That's when I came up with some brilliant tweet. Oh, it was great! It was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was. Uh, I'm sure there will be more uh, gold on the next episode. So I don't on... think he's seen that tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, be on the lookout for that. No, he probably hasn't, by the way. Um, judging by the fact that he took to Facebook to dis- to announce his displeasure with Game of Thrones, it's like, who is posting about Game of Thrones on Facebook? Come on, Dazzy. Get with the get with the Twitter. Anyway. It's, yeah, it's Twitter. It's come Twitter. on. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, before we wrap things up, I, I, I gotta, I, we got to talk something, HBO, and I've got to ask about the Westworld trailer. Uh, Noah, I know you watch Westworld, correct? That is incorrect. I, I have tried. You oh, know, you actually, haven't. Uh, me and my friend started Westworld oh. um, when it was uh, when it first premiered. What is it? Uh, three years ago at this point. And, uh, uh, more than that, probably. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> haven't haven't finished it. Just didn't get haven't into it? it. Like, oh, I mean, we're trying. I'm trying. You know, I I love the idea, but it just hasn't grabbed me. My sister, on the other hand, when she finished Game of Thrones, she just she blew through Westworld. I mean, I was, I was like, what? Uh, I, yeah. I think, honestly, I think something that... Uh, Chucky, do you watch Westworld, by the way? It's on my list to watch. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got plenty of time. Next season's not until 2020. All right, next, so not, not until <laughs> next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I honestly think that uh, having someone you're watching with to like theorize with is like mm. necessary for that show. Number one, it's yeah. not a light show that you can just watch in the background, which I think a lot of people struggle with. And I honestly think that was uh, something that played into uh, some people waiting so long to watch something like Game of Thrones as well. But it's also, this is a, it's a really, uh, it encourages theorizing. And I think one of the best uh, decisions we ever made for this podcast was when we started talking Westworld on this podcast because it helped us like, you know, just watching the show because we could kind of talk out what was actually happening. And it also uh, made for some great content. Uh, the most iconic quote on the podcast, uh, love is a maze. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, highly recommend Westworld. And watch that trailer, people. Uh, if it, I think you can even watch the trailer if you haven't even seen Westworld because that it's it's so different. I didn't even know it was a Westworld trailer until I thought it was a Breaking Bad spinoff <laughs> for a second there. Uh, uh, I I thought I, it was I thought it was like a Blade Runner show or something. Like it looked like yeah. it, was, it looked really uh, dark and like super sci-fi. And I was like, what is happening? What is this? And then like Aaron Paul, and then it's like Westworld <laughs> season three. I'm like, oh, what the heck? Then I rewatched it. I'm like, is that? Dolores, what is happening? So mm-hmm. I, I'm super fascinated by it, and I can't wait. And uh, man, it sucks that it's not until next year. But uh, HBO loves doing that to us. And I just had to bring up that trailer because it kind of got lost in the Game of Thrones uh, finale shuffle us mm-hmm. um, yeah. um, during Sunday. So yeah, 
but I, I think it deserves to be talked about because it is a really good trailer. Yeah, um, oh, I have a, I have a thing. Oh, go for it. Oh. Oh yeah, no, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, well, yeah, we can talk from Nine Nine. Uh, I, I really like, I really like that uh, finale. Um, I'm happy that they're getting a, a, another season as well. Um, I know, like, that was not necessarily the most sure thing since they moved networks and stuff. But uh, I, the cold opening for the first episode when they played when they played the prank on on Holt is <laughs> it, it ranks up there with like with some of my favorite cold openings that they've ever done. Like, <laughs> it's so great. Uh, Holt is like he's clearly one of the best characters on the show, and I yeah I I love it. Uh, you liked it. You liked it, Chucky. And bringing back Caleb. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I really liked how they did the um, Halloween heist episode. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, what? How are they gonna do it? We're not gonna get one. And I was telling my friend about the show, and I said, you have these shows that they do like Christmas shows over and over again, and they get tiring. But they've done this six times, and they even make fun of it because Kevin's like. You can't surprise anyone anymore, and literally make fun of the episode for repeat. So yeah. <laughs> why continuing to surprise you? Yeah, it's great. And, and then Kevin's insult at the end, where he's like, "I'm gonna slit your Achilles and run away with a whatever." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, I I love that show. Uh, it's, I'm so happy that it's found like it's basically kind of gained more of an audience by almost getting canceled. Like it's insane. Like I I'm and I'm so happy that it has. Um, it's it's honestly one of the best. It's the best comedy on TV. It really is. Um, but yeah, um, my wife hasn't. She hasn't got to watch the new season yet. Ooh. But when we were flying back from vacation, is after watch three is they had just some episodes of season five of Brooklyn Nine-Nine on, on the plane TV. Mm-hmm. I showed her the box just where Jake and Holt are trying to get a confession. And she's like, this is one of the best shows. She's like, why have I not watched this? And then we watched like, the puzzler, but just off of two characters in one interrogation, like she understood the show. Oh, that's so good. All right, uh, Noah, what were you saying? Sorry, we cut you off. Yeah, there. oh, I had a, I had a real quick uh, recommendation. I'll try to keep it brief because I think it's best just not knowing this much about this movie. Uh, we've, I've discussed before the Criterion Channel. Yeah. I've found uh, a great movie in there. It is a, let me just, let me just go. It's called To Be or Not to Be. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Uh, it's a 1942 comedy set in Nazi-occupied Poland. Figure that out. Interesting. I don't know. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's really, really funny. Oh my gosh. It's it's. Well, I've never. I don't think it's like, like the oldest movie I've ever laughed at. Like I was like, consistently funny. The performances are just really, really snappy in the writing. It's uh, directed by Ernst Lubitsch, who is famous for the way that he writes. Um, the way that he just writes screenplays and, and directs them. He's, it's just very, everything that happens is, is very unexpected and it ends up like kind of coming back on itself in the most ironic ways. And I, the plot is, it's really, uh, it's really complex. It's about um, uh, a troupe of actors in Poland uh, using their acting skills as well as these uh, outfits that they have left over for a play that they were gonna perform about uh, the Nazi party to then uh, use the, those um, those things to run circles around uh, around the um, the occupying Nazis. They they sort of like they they pull off all these things and these crazy hijinks and it's just it's a really funny movie where the um, the joke. I mean it, it you know it's important that the joke not be the uh, the actions but be on those. Uh, perpetuating the violence. Like, the Nazis are the jokes, Hmm. not um, the victims of the Nazis, which is an important distinction when you're making a movie like that. I think uh, sometimes people, when they want to make a dramatic movie about, I don't know, about slavery or about about World War uh, II, if it's dramatic, they end up in some way giving power or um, a sense of almost like coolness to uh, the people who are supposed to be villains. Like, uh-huh. 
Um, um, I know uh, in American History X, I don't know if you've seen it, it's like Edward oh, yeah. Norton is, is like a skinhead. And, you know, it's easy to see like, oh, he's a really bad guy. But at the same time, I could definitely see like a white supremacist being like, you know, he's really cool. He's a cool yeah, guy. Yeah. Or like someone is like, yeah, that's a, that's kind of a, that's kind of a badass lifestyle. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know. But um, in that way, there's none of that here. It's very much in the, um, in like the Mel Brooks sort of the producers or, or Blazing Saddles sort of vein. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really good. I might <laughs> try to seek that out. It's, it's on YouTube. Oh. Like I, it's uh, like I looked it up after I was look, looking up clips to show people. It's You can just watch the whole movie on YouTube. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly might check that out. It sounds really good. Uh, yeah, I've seen it twice. <laughs> cool. I watched cool. it twice, back to back. You know, <laughs> it's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, last thing I want to throw out there, uh, the Barry season finale, Barry season two is incredible. Yeah. And, um, Barry, <laughs> Barry is, I, I, I basically, I watched the show in like two days, I think maybe or maybe, it was a little, I don't know. I, I caught up in time for the finale of this season and I decided basically at the beginning of season two that it was the best show currently on TV. It's incredible. Barry, <laughs> Barry is incredible. It is basically a mixture of Breaking Bad and Dexter, but a comedy. Like, it's, it's in the show is nuts. I'm like on the edge of my seat, like basically every episode, and it just continues to surprise me. And the, the finale is awesome of this season. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for next season. Um, it's, yeah, Barry's the best show on TV, and it, that's another thing, I just had to mention it because it's another thing that kind of gets overshadowed by the Game of Thrones discussion, because it airs right after Game of Thrones, um, yeah. and it's so good, it's, oh my gosh, I, I cannot speak highly <laughs> enough of Barry, uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible, Bill Hader, come on, give it up, all right, um, that's, that's all I got, um, any anything else, Chucky? Before we sign out, we kind of um, both both Noah and I got one last thing in there. I don't know if you have anything else. Just the uh, announcement that I tweeted out to you the other night is I am done with the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Join the party. Join the party. And again, I'm loving the craziness of Legends. Have you been watching Legends? Uh, no, I, I've kind of fallen off on most of those shows, but uh, Legends is the only one that semi-interests me in getting back into it just because it knows what it is, whereas the other ones don't. Just a hint <laughs> of the craziness, because the finale is tonight, but I'm on the podcast, is the fighting a demon. Ray gave him control of his, and spoilers, body said he wouldn't kill anyone. And so John Constantine opened up a pit to hell and jumped in it to go save Ray. And <laughs> he jumped in with his trench coat and a sword because they went in medieval times and just like went into hell to try to save Ray. <laughs> I, yeah, the show that show is nuts. And like, oh my That's gosh. Nuts, man. Yeah. It, it, Legends of Tomorrow is the only CW show. I would say the only CW show, period, not even just Arrowverse, the only CW show that knows what it is and just revels in it. It just, like, accepts it <laughs> and just rolls in it. It's so... It's the, it's, it's the only one that's palatable anymore for me. Um, but anyway. Yeah, Nick, Nick has one of my favorite character arcs. Oh, really? Yeah. I need, I need to get back on it. I really do. Yeah. I'm not going to give more spoilers or... Don't get back, but just like the things he like does, or like what he's doing, like with time travel, you're like you wouldn't expect it from him. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think that about does it for us. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode, um, for this uh, these reviews, and then a little bit of a discussion at the end about some random things that we've been watching and stuff like that. So I hope you enjoyed all that and can check some of it out. Um, like I said, we will be back in time for uh, to in time to talk about some Game of Thrones. We're going to talk have another our third and final Game of Thrones extravaganza. Yeah, full episode just talking about Thrones, just talking about the season as a whole, the series as a whole, where it lands in the overall scope of TV and all of that. We'll just we're going to dive right in and talk about all of it on the next episode. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, Noah, where can people find you on social media? 
You can find me on Twitter at Noah underscore Rask and on Instagram at Brief underscore Intermission. All right. Chucky, what about you? Um, you can find me at, on Twitter at Chucky Van Hoos. Tweet me suggestions of Hulu Originals, which is just one Bloom House series right now, basically, or Netflix Originals. Go check out the website. I think I've posted like five or six reviews probably somewhere on that in the past week and a half, two weeks. So just uh, go check out the website. Awesome, awesome. All right, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. Um, and you can find the podcast all over social media, all at Screenfellows. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website, all of it. And um, again, Chucky's doing some great stuff, so check him out on the website. He's doing reviews and stuff like that. And hopefully, hopefully Noah's going to take over the social media, so we'll actually have stuff posted oh, on the yeah. social media <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit more often because I, yeah. I'm... Honestly, like, I, I used to be on top of it. I, I, I really did. But I've just gotten <laughs> so unmotivated with it. Like, it's, I, I just don't, do not enjoy it. And that's why, honestly, like, I passed it off as quickly as I could when we first started this thing. Bob was our first member other than me and Ozzy on the team because he was like, hey, I can do the social media for you. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so it'll be nice to hopefully have Noah taking over that at least uh, for a while here. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe we'll actually have some things on the social media for people to I'll see. I'll try not to tag you into too much because usually it's like me asking questions or giving my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, fair. All right. So again, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Stop signing stupid positions. <laughs>